The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber has the morning off. Futures backing off just a touch from Tuesday's five-week high as the president heads to Brussels this morning with potentially some new sanctions and energy aid to the EU. On day 28 now of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, our roadmap begins with the CEOs of Intel and Micron among the chip industry leaders set to testify today before a Senate panel pushing for some manufacturing subsidies. And GameStop surging again as Chairman Ryan Cohen boosts his stake in that company. We're going to start, though, with the Russian-Ukraine conflict. The president will soon depart for Brussels to meet with allies and NATO leaders, urging them to join the U.S. in imposing more aggressive sanctions against Russia. Jim, we think they might be targeting members of the Duma this time. Journal says there could be up to 300 people targeted there. And then maybe helping them out with some LNG, some hydrogen. Right. I I do think that there's nothing we can do to give them more LNG. Uh, It's fully booked. Uh, we can't even get them Canadian LNG. I, I think that there's a lot of false talk, including Jamie Dimon, if it's true, about what the energy situation is. We're completely dependent. They're completely dependent on Russia. They shut down everything. They shut down coal. They shut down nuclear. I mean, what, they had a really fabulous relationship with Russia. That went, that backfired. Only Poland seems to have enough terminals to be able to take ours in. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing 12 BCF, 12 million BCF. There's like nothing left in our country. Uh, thank you, Rusty Brazil, for saying that there's 2 million BCF that could come from Canada, but it would take a, a year. Uh, so the thing that most needs to happen is we keep thinking if Russia will default, Russia, it's costing too much to have, to have a war. None of those things are panning out. Nothing. It, it's not costing too much. I mean, now, maybe they default, but so far, I'm not saying Russia's winning by any means. I am saying that that that. Putin is doing his same plan that he did with Syria, uh, with East Aleppo, same plan that he did with Grozny, which is that when it all costs, because the West will never stop us. And here's the edge, because he's a madman. Our guys are all kind of sane. Yeah. Um, certainly, though, they Lavrov today saying we didn't expect uh, some of the reserve restrictions to come into place the way they did. A kind of inter- interesting admission of how severe the sanctions have been. And there's been some reporting in The Times about the blame game beginning in Moscow. Uh, at least one hope, high profile exit of their climate envoy resigning and leaving the country. Well, and then signs even that Ukrainian uh, Military officials are taking back a little ground from Russian. Well, yes, it does seem. But again, the the pattern in Russia is to sack generals. I mean, this is a long standing. I mean, Stalin sacked almost his entire generals in 38, 39, which is clearly a mistake. And then he beheaded a lot of them, he executed a lot of them, which was ill advised strategy. But the same thing happened with with every one of Putin's wars. It, it just, whoever is the general that doesn't do well, they sack them. They cashier generals there. We did cashier some generals in Italy. 
in World War II, but that was never our style. In North Africa, we cashiered some. It, but in Russia, they just get rid of anybody who's just not delivering. That's, uh, you know, remember Stalin used to Photoshop people out in the Adobe. Uh, I just think that we just are not used to the way the Russians fight a war. And the Russians are, I'm not saying they don't value human life. I am saying that they'll try whatever strategy is necessary. Uh, and you don't want to, uh, if Putin wants to win, he's won. And I think he's, Putin is crazy enough to, I don't even know if he believes in mutually assured destruction. I mean, I think that we're all, I think if I were in the government, I'd be very deeply worried that, that he's just, uh, that he's an insane man right now, and he will not lose. And this is what happened when he came into Grozny in 2000. He let the men and women out, and then he leveled it. You know, 30,000 people killed almost instantly, but you know, they were viewed as terrorists, and nobody cared. I mean, I'm just afraid that people don't understand who this man is. Right. Uh, but you will admit, though, that he's having to settle maybe for a plan B, some kind of war of attrition. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, it's not working out the way that he wants it. But I'm not, you know, they have a very big army and they haven't really engaged their reserves. We have not given Ukraine what I thought we would give them. We didn't let them have the MiGs from Poland. Uh, every, every city is shelled constantly with, uh, with reckless abandon. And we're not able to even have the long-range drones to, to get to get the artillery. Now, I mean, I have a lot of sources that are uh, Pentagon, and, and I think that this is really being run by the National Security Council and not being run by our Army. Yeah. Uh, and uh, not be, certainly not being run by the Marines. But remember, there are 36,000 uh, buildings in Fallujah, and the Marines took every single one of them in three weeks. There's 300,000 buildings in Kiev. That's going to be very tough to take. So I don't know what Putin's plan is once he gets there. I, I, it, it just, I, but I do think that the refugee crisis is what we have to follow now. Uh, would you argue that the, I, let's say the discipline the president ha has had in not committing U.S. troops, right, not getting involved in some kind of no-fly zone, um, essentially not getting provoked by Russia uh, directly, has been market-friendly? Yes, but I do think that his decision to not let uh, Ukraine have, and it really was him, to have the uh, the fighter planes that they need was ill-fated because they need to be able to they need to stop the artillery. I mean, they need to stop the missiles. I mean, all Russia does is fire missiles at hospitals, and I'm waiting for like playgrounds. I mean, what the hell are they targeting? Well, I mean, Pentagon has said the the scenario of the MiGs was high risk and low reward. That they essentially have a lot of the anti-aircraft power they need, but they, rather than play Top Gun in the sky. Right, but I mean, if you can. If you can send missiles at hospitals with impunity, I mean, I, that does not seem like the Ukraine's winning. I mean, that's just, it, that's just not right. It, it, it's just, they're, they're not being stopped. And I think it's, the look, Ukraine is doing a terrific job, but you have to take out Russian artillery. They call it hail there. The Russians have historically used artillery far more aggressively than every other country. And they do it to level buildings. And they don't care who's in them. And I think we have to recognize that it's both humanitarian crisis, but it's also, while Ukraine is certainly putting up a good fight, nothing's stopping the artillery. There's nothing. I mean, like, it, would, it sharp, sharp, would, it, would it surprise you today to hear that they took out five old age homes, uh, at three nursing homes, two hospitals, and playgrounds? Sure. I mean, this stuff is just war criminal. Now, I know he was branded a war criminal, yep. so maybe he feels like that gives him the license. And again, someone can say, Jim, you're a stock guy. Well, stop that already. I was going to be a professor of military history. Like, just forget <laughs> it. 
what bothers me endlessly is that there's that no one in like Germany it should be standing up just saying right now you cannot target children and seniors. You can't do that without some without the MIGs coming. Well, even uh, this morning, the German chancellor says, look, we we are not going to ban. We can't afford to ban Russian energy. So their their hands are tied in ways maybe even more than, than how ours did are. they do that? I mean, when you speak to energy people off the desk, all of them are, are the same. city. how did that country even think that it could get out of this? Uh, it's possible to get it down to 35 percent Russia if we went full tilt with every single LNG facility that we have. But uh that's still going to take a year. Yeah, you can't recommission a nuclear power plant. You might be able to, like if GE, if Larry Culp were to go over there, I swear they could actually get some plants going that they don't have going right now. But it is, uh, that's a nod to Larry. Hey, Larry, and he loves the show. He needs a win. Pal needs a win. A lot of guys need wins. But uh, right now, it, it, I know, uh, look, Zelensky is a brave man. But believe me, I remember when, when the Russians targeted the leader of, of Chechnya with a missile uh, when he used a, a cell phone. They killed him. Nobody cared. Well, a big, 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 a big part of this trip for the president will be perhaps leaning on the EU, as we said yesterday, to keep China from, from giving them any further uh, assurances. Interesting discussion In now India. about whether or not they belong in the G20, Russia, and then China, of course, is defending basically their right to remain. We'll see. <laughs> G20, they, yep. target, they target elementary schools. Yep. I mean, look, I mean, there's two there's two quick people who target elementary schools, the cartels, like when they targeted the uh, St. Louis Potosi and, uh, and the Russians. You don't target elementary schools and think that you're going to be able to get away with it. Like, why don't we have the names of every single general, every general, and let them recognize that we know who they are and they should turn on Putin? I mean, th- th- we're not more fired up about the fact that they are targeting hospitals yeah, I mean, you, you clearly want to see this as get escalated. I want to see us to give them planes and something that stops artillery. Look, we gave them drones that are the drones that you put in a backpack. But we have, I had the drones, I had air environment on. They have drones that can take out tanks, artillery. But we gave them the handheld stuff. I mean, that stuff's like Tinker Toys. Give them the real stuff. I mean, they, when I had Air Environment, they brought all the uh, stuff that they had. They had the 600. That thing is just lethal. If you get your way, Jim, wh- where does the S&P go? Back, well, to, back, certainly back to 42 and maybe below. Well, I think that I think for a little bit, I, actually, I think the S&P is in pretty good shape here. But I think that, look, here's what I fear, that the Russians keep escalating and we're acting as if they're not escalating. And Putin seems more and more desperate. And I just think that somehow someone has to say, you've got to stop targeting civilian children and hospitals. You've got to. Yeah. I mean, the president's uh, been very clear that perhaps chemical weapons are next. I know. And he's been we good about to. telegraphing what has come to pass from the, well, from the beginning of the invasion itself. I'm waiting for Putin to say, well, the United States bomb bombed my hospital under, under Nixon. So, you know, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, I just think that it just seems like that when we hear about these, it, you, you said it to me earlier this week. Are we inured to the idea that he's got missiles pointed at playgrounds and uh, hospitals? I, I'm not inured to that. I, I just think that we have to do whatever we can. We have to, short of a no-fly zone and sort of our own soldiers, there has to be a way to be able to at least get in there with the aero environment drones 
and try to stop that artillery. Yeah. But we're not giving him the whole arsenal. No, not, not yet anyway. And we'll see whether or not this trip to Brussels unlocks any pieces of that puzzle. Could do that. It could be important. This would be a very important oh, no doubt. thing. No because doubt. I think if everybody turned, if India and China turned on Russia, Russia defaults, Putin says, look, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll take southeast Ukraine, then, then the S&P goes up 7 to 8%, which is really what the bears are worried about. Not the Russian bears, the real bears. That's right. Uh, We're going to watch that. Obviously, there's uh, other developments back in this country. I mean, in about an hour, the CEOs of Intel, Micron, Lam Research, and PACAR set to testify before Senate Commerce. The leaders will make the case for a bill providing subsidies for chip manufacturing in this country. Earlier this morning on Squawk, uh, Intel's Pat Gelsinger outlined his message to lawmakers. The world needs more geographically balanced and more resilient supply chains. And while the Russia-Ukraine situation isn't central to any of the supply chains for semiconductors, it just reinforces the geopolitical instability that we have and the urgency around building supply chains that are geographically balanced, U.S., Europe, and Asia, and far more resilient for you know the digital future. Everything digital runs on semiconductors, and it is just essential that we build these fabs where we want them. Uh, we're getting awfully used now to Jim to the data, the figures, the percentage of chips that we use that we used to make more of ourselves. Well, and Intel was the leader. Uh, Lamb is the key company that's speaking because you can't make the, the kinds of chips we need without Lamb, uh, and not to be too uh, too monetary, but Lamb is the one to buy of those. I like Qualcomm too because Qualcomm is, is asset light, but Qualcomm uses it. If we don't protect Taiwan, I mean, look, the, the discussion should be first. We protect Taiwan while we build our own because we're talking two, three years to build our own. And uh, and Pat Gelsinger uh, talks a very positive game. But our country's shown no. Uh, I, I had I had Secretary Raimondo on the week that she got in and she, she talked about the fifty five billion dollars and nothing's happened. It, it just seems like the Senate, they're just not focused on this like they should. Maybe this will change, but uh, we have to build them here. I mean, we don't have the labor to do it. We just don't. I mean, let's, the reason why they need the subsidies is because it's so uneconomic to do what we have to do that without it, it it's worthless. I, when I went to the, to the Intel plant that was built in Ireland, when I went to see the opening, we went to the Abbey Tavern. Remember, my wife is an excellent river dancer. Uh, and one of the things that happened, what they explained to me was, look, it takes a lot of people to build a plant. But once the plant's done, we can run the plant with 30 people. So it's a difficult thing to subsidize, recognize that the building of it takes a lot. But then see you later. Yeah, certainly uh, the takeaway from NVIDIA's meeting and some of the technology they're working on, the processing power of some of these chips are like a big chunk of the daily global internet use. Uh, you, you have to watch it. I mean, people don't understand. I, mean, I know the stock. You have to watch it. First of all, it's all rendered. Everything's rendered. Everything in the actual video is AI. And at one point, he's got these little monsters that can, they learn how to crawl, then they learn how to walk, then they learn how to run and stand up. And then he's got a, a, a basically a restaurant that's built via AI. Then he shows you cancer cells, actually, for the first time, splitting. Uh, and he's got the metaverse. I mean, if I were Mark Zuckerberg right now, I would say, okay, listen, I got to work on reels, but I got to call Jensen. I mean, it, 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 you have to call Jensen. Jensen's, it was all metaverse. There's at one point, there's a woman who's talking 
and she's talking in German, and then you press a button, she's talking in France, and she <laughs> press a button, she's, she can talk in 27 languages. Uh, this thing was so space age that this was so far ahead of where anybody thought we could be. Uh, just watch it. It, it is actually worth going back to it's just, it. Just watch it. It's, it. it's the most... Jensen's the smartest man in the world. <laughs> I mean, he, he's rendered. It's not even Jensen. They, 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 they wrote music, artificial intelligence music. Yep. I thought it was every bit as good as Pretty Schubert. Good. It could be not, as good as, not as good as Beethoven, but it's certainly certainly better than anything Shostakovich ever wrote. No, written. one day there will be a hit song that was not written by a human being. No. And It'll it's be coded. Be, and Jensen. It's just like when he had Me Be Me, and, and he said it was really hard to get the will at the up, but Me was better than Me, and Jensen was better than Jensen. <laughs> Uh, certainly, uh, the innovation is one thing we can take solace in, even despite all the production yeah. pressures. Oh, right I now. felt so great! It's an American company. I want people to watch it to be proud. Yeah, be, be proud. Yeah. When we come back, uh, the return of the meme stock, uh, GameStop extending its rally after Chairman Ryan Cohen does boost his stake. AMC and Robinhood also getting a recent spike. Take a look at futures here. A lot more to get to, including uh, that uh, call out of Adobe, General Mills, and a lot more. Uh, we're back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. GameStop shares building on yesterday's big rally. This SEC filing shows that Chairman Ryan Cohen had bought 100,000 additional shares, raising his stake in the video game retailer to almost 12 percent. Last night he tweets, I put my money where my mouth is, well, Jim. Good for him. Yep. I mean, I think that the memes, they're back. I mean, they took up AMC, so somehow that's related. Uh, I think what we've lacked, of course, is uh, a plan. The numbers weren't that great for GameStop. Uh, we still don't understand what he intends to do. Uh, once he lays that out, then I think we can make a judgment. Uh, like Bed Bath & Beyond, by the way, is in that one. That one, it, there's some technology that's needed. I'm just trying to figure out whether we combine the two. Who, who knows? He's a man of great mystery. <laughs> and uh, But he comes in just when uh, when I think that the apes are like kind of desperate. It's kind of like Jane Good, the Jane Goodall of the apes. <laughs> Right, he's the Jane Goodall of the stock. What, they need some cheering up. And he- they did. They were down. Yeah. They were down. They're a cohort. 
They care about two stocks. Like, why didn't they care about, like, say, like Amazon and Tesla? But they've got a I, I would love to see what he's got. I don't understand yet. Uh, Matt Furlong is the CEO. That conference call was one of the biggest uh, jokes I've ever seen. No questions taken. Uh, what do they think they're Warren Buffett? Warren Buffett doesn't take questions. Please, they invite uh, Andrew Becky out there. Uh, I just I want to I want to plan other than just buying stock. But, you know, these guys, the apes just love that. They'll take it up. Bed Bath, they just want to plan. Yeah. Now, the, the letter to Bed Bath was actually pretty sophisticated. And I know that they've been in contact with me since then. I welcome dialogue as always. Well, dialogue welcomer. Uh, ownership disclosures are uh, a lot easier to get on the tape than strategic uh, initiatives, well, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but I think that the, yes, I do think that the, he did fix the balance sheet on the backs of the apes. You know, they issued a lot of stock. They needed the balance sheet to be perfect. They have a chance to do something. Bed Bath has a great balance sheet. Now, if they spun off Bye Bye Baby at Bed Bath, and if GameStop were to have some sort of strategy that involved uh, being a crypto bank, which is my plan. You've been then, calling for that for almost a year. Well, I mean, he'll do it, and then he'll claim it himself, and he'll just take it and run with it. Sure. He doesn't care that it's my idea. Uh, but, I mean, is there urgency on any of these things? No, because the balance sheets are good. Right, exactly. Balance sheets are good. So they have the time to string this out. Yes, they do. They can go on forever and have a lot of fun. It does seem like they're having fun. I mean, like he buys 100,000 100, shares is nothing for the man. But there's a lot of chaos in the marketplace, and there's a couple of forces. I mean, GameStop is, is a nothing company, a $10 billion nothing company that, that has gotten— I was, I've tried to get the apes to focus on other stocks besides GameStop and AMC. Who, who, and else, would, who else would you include? I mean, about, what other names could they potentially— I got, I got 500 The S&P. I mean, they just— if they just looked at any other stock, I mean, <laughs> you know, if they looked at, I don't know, Brunswick and Sherwin-Williams, I mean, Fortune Brands. I mean, the fact is, is that they're stuck on these two stocks. Um, they don't even look at Chewy anymore. They could do General Mills a good quarter. Yeah, food, yeah. But I just, I no, I'm stunned that they just can't get beyond those two. Now, look, it's true, obviously, that um, Adam Aaron cultivated. Now, I want to be sure when I mentioned that on NVIDIA that it that was rendered, it was Toy Jensen that was rendered. You've got to see Toy Jensen yes. that was rendered. And yes, Adam Aaron should call us and then say he can't come on again because that was brilliant. We're going to get to General Mills, as, uh, as Jim points out, pretty good quarter, and they do raise the guidance. Uh, and we'll get to Adobe as well on their call. Back in a minute, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
Futures moderately negative here on this uh, early Wednesday morning. By the way, today is the two-year anniversary of the COVID S&P low. Uh, two years ago today, 22.37.40. And, and Dr. Gottlieb said it was the end of the pandemic today. As we know it? Yeah. End of the pandemic as we know it? Yeah. Uh, we'll watch some of those uh, milestones along with some news out of Moderna today. Uh, pretty good endpoint. Uh, an immune response in children under six. Uh, the opening bell in four minutes. Time now for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Yeah, look, I'm going to do General Mills, and a lot of people are going to want to buy the stock, but let's understand that this was because pet segment up 30%, uh, which was remarkable, and North American Food Service, they're back. Obviously, boot back at the office, uh, and that was 22%. Uh, the actual food business wasn't that bad, and people are able to pass on costs. I know this is, again, when I read this, if I were the Fed, I'd say, well, you know, like, we got to get something. We, you know, What we really need... They need, uh, they want asset prices lower. Uh, they don't want the wealth effect pushing the, you know, pushing the economy higher. They want to share the money. And when I read this, I think it's costing more to eat breakfast. It is. Just costing more. Uh, still, though, after Nike, nice to have a, a company raise their guide for the full year. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it's not, look, there's a lot of companies that are doing better than we thought. And a lot of companies that have more that have more pricing flexibility. But again, if you're J-Pal, you don't want that. You don't want them taking advantage of it. And I know that we were talking, Becky and I were talking earlier about the fact that long rates, the mortgage rates have gone up. But housing, you know, a $450,000 house last year is now a $520,000 house. Now, as it is, people who are watching at home aren't making anywhere near that or saying big deal. But we just, the rich cannot get richer, okay? And I think that the current inflation is making poorer poorer at this point. Yeah. That's what I think changed. I think it's all very clear to us, whether it be a General Mills conference call or a home building conference call, that the poor people are really struggling with inflation now. And that's why Powell really has to do a good job here. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, risk undoing a lot of what he's worked for. And exactly. certainly the, the higher spending on gasoline and energy is if a he were, If he were here right now, he would say, you know what, I most feel I regret I thought we got everybody a job. They were doing better. But prices are so out of control that the rich people have no problem. They've got wealth effect. They have stock. But people who aren't rich are saying, I, I can't go to the supermarket. Yeah. Well, you saw the U.S. household wealth figures yesterday, right? Up $24 trillion. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of that, most of it's real estate and stocks. Yes. And that's the rich getting richer. That's not what Powell wants. I'm not saying Powell's a Trotskyite. Uh, but I am saying that Powell is far more uh, left wing in terms of, of not taking, he doesn't want to take money away from the rich, but from the point of view of like, God, we have to help these people, the working person. That's his primary interest. And it's never talked about. This is a Federal Reserve chairman with a big heart. And he knows that his plans are being upset by the fact that we see that number. Rich people have no problem going buying Cheerios. But, you know, it used to be buy one, get one. You buy Cheerios now, they're fortune. Yeah, uh, cereals, uh, it's, the cost, Cereals, yeah. yeah, it's huge. Uh, by the way, uh, you mentioned Adobe earlier. Uh, they do guide below. Uh, yes, they, they see do. an adjusted 330 this quarter, streets at 335. Um, down 7%. It's only going to take you back a couple of days here, Jim, given True, the rally. But you know, it was not, I mean, I, I, I was hoping that they would absolutely uh, not kind of guide down. But remember, and, 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 I, and I do feel that some things have been pulled forward, but I would point out, I think this is important. Ukraine, Belarus, 
and Russia turned out to be far more important than I realized. And the numbers, you know, kind of, you know, it's 82, it's 82 million, but it turns out that, wow, I mean, Europe's weaker for them. So let's give, let's give Shantanu the fact that uh, they did have a European slowdown. Who's no, we don't know what they would have done without that. But there was also this newfound competition. He has to be very careful. Newfound competition. Yeah, there are there are uh, there's an Australian outfit that uh, that a lot of the artists that I deal with are using. It's called um, Con, uh, Conva. Yeah. Conva. It's twenty. By the way, it's twenty two billion dollar company. Yeah, no, they've been around for a long time, but private. But yeah. they're coming underneath a lot of what Chantanu has done to be able to design, and I think it's worth asking about because I've never thought that anyone could come underneath because their prices are very good. Yeah. It would be fascinating if they could think? take a chink out of Adobe's empire. Yes, um, it is an empire. Uh, in terms of uh, big tech research today, Webbush uh, at least does say that Apple continues to see, what's the word they use, stellar demand yeah. for the iPhone 13. I thought what was more important, as much as uh, you know, I like Webbush, but how about Apple? Rod Hall saying things are good. I mean, you know, he's not been what I call an Apple fan. Mm-hmm. He's saying things are good. Uh, uh, he had been negative. Uh, January, February is good. Again, I, I think that we're, my, my friend Larry Williams, who I think is the greatest market historian right here, does say that there's 21 times out of 21 times when you go down this much and then you have 50% retracement and it takes it out, you got to buy. And uh, I just think, I'm not sanguine about a lot of the junk. I mean, if you take a look, say, at Poshmark, which, by the way, was a big company. I'm using that as a as a metaphor. Uh, I don't want to own that. I don't want to own any of those companies that came public. I have a bunch of them that came public last year on tonight, and I, I want to grow and put their feet to the fire, because I think that what you need to buy are are Fang. Fang here. I'm I'm a Fang buyer. Interesting. I'm a, a multiple Fang buyer. Um, did you see the uh, the Sembolist note this morning? JP yes, Morgan? I did. He says um, if there's no U.S. recession. The March 8 low was probably a market bottom. I thought that was amazing, and it was great. He says, I, I, recession's a close call, but in the end, he says, I don't believe the U.S. will make it through without a recession. Uh, yeah, and I think, but I like that call, and let me show you. I can't show it to everybody because it's unfortunately not large enough, but Sembolus caught a fish. This, he wants me to go these, he takes these great fishing trips. I mean, you you've talked this, about your, your this is like the biggest tuna in history. One of those uh, but I do think that uh, that Semblis piece is very important because he's been on the fence about being bullish. And the fact that the bottom and then we have this bottom and two year buy, there's things coming together. Now, I, you know, people say, well, wait a second, Jim, the market's down. Take, take a little longer view. I mean, there's a lot of things coming together here. Now, 15% of the labor force was out when Lenar had its previous quarter. And so, therefore, you know they're paying overtime to everybody else. Mm-hmm. What would happen if the pandemic ended, if we gave, uh, if our side gave Ukraine what they needed to have a real stalemate and then Russia stops, uh, agricultural then goes, remember, unfortunately, 30 or 35% of our, our, of our, let's just say, bread comes from Ukraine. There are a lot of things that could go right, and the bears have to be careful. I think the bears have to be careful. They may have had a good run here. Yeah, uh, down to 42 or 41, yes. 14. Um, I know our friend Tom Lee looked at uh, Cass Freight, which he says leads CPI by six months, now negative uh, year on year, Jim. That's Ro- interesting. Rolling over pretty hard. Uh, which- well, what do you think about the EV chatter from Morgan Stanley? <laughs> now, Jonas, 
Adam Jones, whom I've really come to love, he took a couple of he, he took a couple of Uber rides, and he was in California. And he asked uh, he asked driver B, "Would you consider switching to an EV?" And the guy said, "Absolutely, I've run the numbers on this, and I think I can save two thousand dollars." This is the kind of empirical research that I've really come to respect from. This guy's the most anecdotal guy I've ever seen. Remember when you're at school and they say, well, there's anecdotal and that's moronic and there's empirical and that's smart. Well, he's redefining anecdotal here. <laughs> he did publish a conversation with his Uber driver. You, you uh, got to <laughs> just, I don't know. I mean, the research the research today was, it was, it was Toy Jensen. A little thin. It was Toy Jensen. Although, um, J.D. Power today, Jim, uh, their forecast for new vehicle sales for Q1, uh, down 18 from Q1 2021, which is in line with what Jonas would you argue. can't make them. Yeah, can't make them. I mean, when you talk to, to Farley, it, it, Ford, I mean, everything they can make is sold out already. And we did have the Jonas piece the other day about the real sticker price. And look, we can't make them fast enough. And we got the two homes, uh, which is, of course, the tractor supply issue, this, you know, where people are re- recreating their homes somewhere else, and they need a car truck, yep. and they have to go to Lithia. I'm not recommending Carvana. They have to go to Lithia Motors, a great, great balance sheet. A- and I just find that we're just stuck. Look, hybrid was not something that Powell saw coming. You just didn't see it coming. You mean hybrid work? Hybrid yeah. work. Yep. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about the hybrid work of, a, say, a, a Goldman CEO. DJing for Lollapalooza, that is not hybrid work, is it? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe is that the main gig? And well, then Goldman's a side gig. I don't gig? know. My my daughter went to Lollapalooza. She said it was life defining. So if if if, 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 if David is is playing spinning at um, at Lollapalooza, I mean maybe he's doing some hybrid work, and he's one of those guys who says you got to be at the office. This is a picture of Jim oh. and uh, David. Oh, look Where at was that. this taken? That was at the Super Bowl. I didn't. Know. Do you have any more of those? Because uh, those are. That was some. Oh my God, David There's really did it. Well, you know, I like. To, I always, I always like to help Goldman CEOs. I've been doing that for 35 years. There you go. Now Solomon is going to play Lollapalooza. Well, uh, that was. I mean, look, I, I told David. I think it's absolutely fantastic that he does it on his own time, and he's doing Lollapalooza. What at the end of July? And why not? Yep. He blows off steam. He says to me, he goes, look, you know, how do you work out? I tell him I have a 330 trainer come in. He goes, well, I think that's more insane than my spinning disc. And what am I going to do? Say no. Oh, well, he would argue that it provides a way for young people to approach him. And as you said the other day, sometimes that's daunting when you're a young engineer or something at Goldman. I think it could be a way to recruit people. Yeah. Say, look, you know, I'm, I'm cooler than Gorman. You think Gorman's cool? Or Jamie Dimon talking about an and Marshall plan. Does he even? Marshall. You know, like. You don't. You don't yeah, we, we haven't touched on that Marshall, yet. Uh, Damon Diamond supposedly Marshall's. presenting this uh, plan at, at a meeting at the White House on, on Monday. We need more info about what he said. Because yeah. most of his Marshall plan is about having uh, LNG uh, plants, according to the story, in Europe. That's good. I mean, we can give them all the money, but they're wealthier countries than we are. We don't have any money. Yeah. What are you gonna, like, we can't even build a semiconductor plant. By the way, it reminds me that uh, banks went positive for the year yesterday. Uh, the only other than energy, right, that's been making it work. They need higher rates. They need higher rates. And now I know that the software cohort's going to trade today with Adobe. And I think that's a mistake. I mean, Adobe's up to itself. They are, have some competition. Uh, they had the European issue. Some people say they pulled forward. Some people say that now that people are traveling, they don't need Adobe as much. I don't buy that. But uh, it, it, the, the banks are great leaders. They were great leaders coming out of the uh, 91, 92. 
they were fabulous leaders. That's when Greenspan decided to let them all refinance. Uh, and they can be great leaders again. So I think if you see a lot of the, you know, you see the NVIDIAs down a lot, I mean, go watch and then go buy. Banks leading are terrific. I love it yeah. when a bank leads. Finally, uh, really quick, we haven't touched on Starbucks. Uh, another store voting to unionize. This one in Seattle, it's a 10-minute drive right? from headquarters. Well, I mean, sometimes you wonder what went on with Kevin Johnson. Suddenly, the, no, he would say it wasn't the party. He's been signaling it. I did not get the signal. I, there were other people maybe got the signal, but I, who follow it more closely than anyone, didn't get the signal. That's just That's not hubris. That's actual, like, I follow it really closely. But I, I have to tell you, if I were Howard, Howard Schultz, I'd say, this will not stand. I am not, I, we offer the best benefits. I'm going to go speak. I'm going to go around. We're going to talk to Green Aprons. And we're going to say, come on. But they do have a lot of unionized uh, franchise, which is one of the reasons why when you go to an airport, it's, I, it's so bad. Yeah. That's down, I don't know. Down I, don't know. I don't want to generalize too much. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on it. I mean, we've been talking about labor at Kellogg and Canadian Pacific and Starbucks. Yeah. And- Amazon. I feel like spinning a disc when I hear this. Hey, the black and white pictures of the spinning were the best ones. I don't know why they didn't run the oh, black really? and white. Oh, my God. Portrait mode. Tim Cook. We don't talk about him enough. Well, uh, when we come back, a lot to discuss uh, with Adobe CEO Shantanu Narayan, including his company's guidance, uh, the effect of Russia-Ukraine on annual revenue, and a lot more. As we go to break, let's take a look at the bond report, see how treasuries are faring this morning. Did get some comments this morning from Powell, mostly on uh, digital currency, and we'll get daily at 11.45 as we start to tally up which of these uh, Fed officials are more hawkish or dovish. Dow's down 270. Be right back. Laggard's on the uh, NDX this morning. Uh, Okta's going to be back in there as we continue to look for clarity about that uh, reports of the hacking. But Adobe's going to be next, uh, down 7% as they do guide below. We're going to talk to Shantanu Narayan in just a bit about the quarter, uh, Russia-Ukraine, and the effect that's having on their overall business, as well as competition, when we come back. Dow down 300. We mentioned earlier the uh, new data out of Moderna that they did see a robust immune response in children under six, and they will seek uh, an emergency use authorization, Jim, at a time where we continue to watch this BA2 uh, wave in Europe and a lot of expectations that it's going to hit us sometime perhaps in April. Yeah, I, I just think that, once again, we lack good data in this country, as uh, as Dr. Walensky said, because they can't com- they cannot, they can com- but they can't make anyone comply. But I, I still feel that we're on the other side. Uh, the Moderna news is terrific, but we haven't gotten any guidance yet about whether we should be getting the next shot. Right. I, I sure would like to just have them say, listen, from now on, every six months, you have to get a shot. Just tell us. Yeah. Meantime, in terms of restrictions, we did have the reports of this letter that the U.S. travel industry sent to the White House saying, please, Remove the mask mandate on public transportation by April 18th. Oh, they have to. Look, we have to go back to the way it was. It's, it's, an, it's an epidemic. And as long as you get vaccinated, you're not going to go to the hospital. Now, you know, we've had times where 150,000 people die of the flu in a year. I mean, we're now kind of, we're flu. We're flu. And, and I think that the fact that no one seems to say that is indicative, again, of the dysfunctional nature of the of the government. Uh, specifically, public health agencies yes, and the CDC. They don't, they don't talk to each other. FDA doesn't talk to NIH. NIH doesn't talk to CDC. President doesn't speak to any of these. I mean, 
it's just chaotic there, which is a shame because we could really help the country right now if someone were to come out from the government and say, everyone, get vaccinated, but you're on your own. That's kind of how it's going to work. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. So just own it. And, you know, look, when you're on a plane, everybody knows the secret is to order a Diet Coke. And you don't have to put the mask on. Just sip the Diet Coke. <laughs> That's true. I sipped the Diet Coke for five hours. It was perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what everybody does. Yes, I'm sipping true. the Diet Coke. <laughs> Leave break. me alone. Yeah. Um, I did want to get you really quickly on, on yields today. Um, because uh, B of A argues that, first of all, they, they, first of all, they argue that the correlation has broken down between equities and fixed income. 100 percent correct. Um, they say the RSI on the 10 year above 70 shows that maybe a respite makes some sense That's here. What I thought I can't. None of my good bond guys agree with that. I thought a respite was right. Not a single one of my bond guys think that that's true. They don't see like support at two five, no, something like that. No, but I, they just see. Wow. Some of these semis are really getting crushed. Uh, I, they just see that it's just relentless. I disagree. I think that they cool off. There's also the notion that a month-end rebalancing, maybe some pensions load up once again, could ease the, the path we've been on. Well, I mean, I do find that if you can get 2-4 for, uh, you know, a three-year period, that's better than, than the vast majority of S&P stocks. Yeah. So let's not forget no, that. The, the earnings yield on the S&P now the lowest spread to 10 years in a, about a year. Yeah, I mean, 21. I think uh, rich people who, again, are not who Pal favors are doing great. Just get these yields, go buy the yachts, go buy the Russian yachts. Right. 12 million for a yacht, new yacht. 12, new, new million? Yeah, Not 130 used. footer, what 12 about million. What do I get for used? You can get them for almost half that. Oh, okay. Four bedroom with office. Yeah, but then annual operating expense, fuel, insurance, One crew? One mil with a crew of four, of which if you if you lend it out for two months, pays for all itself? paid for it. Sounds See like that? you've looked into this. <laughs> no more Boston Whaler? <laughs> <laughs> I looked into it for the point of view of the show. Of course. Not for the point no, of view of the, the viewer. Buy. You did it for the viewer. Yeah, because that would reveal me as being an apparatchik <laughs> or a well, kulak. We haven't, we, other than we haven't mentioned this morning is mortgage rates. Uh, refis down 14 on the yeah, week, but down 54. It's happening. On the year. It's happening. And I think it's fine. Look, we got them. It's not the rate. It's the house, cost of the house. It's fine. Now, we've got one that I think is literally, Carl, the one that is causing the most dislocation in today's stock market is one of my favorite companies, Adobe, which is down 36 points. we got to find out it's under pressure from the quarterly results and particularly from the outlook. And Chantan Orion is this trade shooter. we got to find out what's going on because this stock's now down 24% for the year. So I am so glad that Chantanu the CEO and chairman of Adobe joins us right now. Shantanu, set us straight. The stock is down a lot, but the fact is, is that Russia, Belarus, and Ukraine were the main reason why I think you did not make the projections. Well, Jim, it's always good to be on your show. And as far as we are concerned, we had a great Q1. Uh, when you look at it, uh, one of the things that I think your viewers also have to remember is that you have to look at the growth on an adjusted basis because in the same quarter a year ago, we had 14 weeks and this quarter we have 13 weeks. And so when you think about it in terms of the revenue growth, which was 17%, when you look at digital experience, uh, which is how we help enterprises with their engaging customers, subscription revenue growth on an adjusted basis was 22%. The document cloud or PDF was 26% year-over-year growth. So 
the business is fundamentally extremely strong. I think people have to think about it as it relates to the seasonal cadence. And then in terms of moving forward, uh, to your point, uh, we wanted to be completely transparent about the impacts uh, of what is happening in terms of externalities. And uh, I was listening to you on the show as you talked about how uh, you know, your sort of call to action in terms of getting back normalcy. But as it relates specifically to Russia and Belarus, uh, we are both saddened and shocked, frankly, at what's happening uh, as it relates to the war in Ukraine. So we've stopped all new sales in Russia and Belarus. And in addition to that, because you have a subscription book of business, uh, you uh, do not have the ability to collect payments. So we've actually reduced both the ARR or the annualized recurring revenue, as well as the revenue for the remaining three quarters. So there was a lot of information uh, that I think investors need to digest, but the fundamentals of the business continue to be extremely strong. Right, let me express something I found disturbing, but it's not your company only. When you have a gap and non-gap earnings, I look at what must be a talent war, uh, where you have to give stock. And I wonder, what's the end game there, Shantanu? Because if everybody is so is so bid for, it, in the end, your company does get hurt. Well, Jim, we're an intellectual property company. And so we recognize that, you know, the intellectual property that we really care about is our people, uh, because at the end of the day, that's the biggest asset that we have. And while it's a war for talent, uh, I think our ability to attract uh, as well as retain employees is fantastic. Uh, I think what's changed, though, is that the new cohort of people, uh, as people have been working from home, uh, and they don't fully appreciate the culture of the company and in terms of how you grow people's career, I think that's uh, much harder to do when you're completely remote. And so I think all companies are trying to navigate as we've been growing people. We probably have 10,000 people uh, whom we've hired uh, over the pandemic. And so how do these people understand what makes Adobe unique? How do they resonate with the mission of the company? So I, I worry a little bit more about making sure that we can build culture and have them feel part of uh, what the mission of the company is uh, than the financial parts itself, because that will take care of itself as long as you can recruit and retain the best. It's, it's a great point, uh, Sean Tanu, which reminds me, uh, U.S. office occupancy actually fell hmm. last week. Uh, we're back to 39.5, and now a lot of that is spring vacation, but uh, it sounds like you're going to have to find ways to unlock that puzzle in, in given the, the current dynamic, barring some complete collapse of the labor market. Carl, we're trying. And, you know, to your point, uh, we really have to make it uh, something that is attractive for people to come back rather than mandate. I think a lot of companies have mandated you need to be back in the office and frankly have seen uh, less success. And so what we've done is we've said, you know, we're open for business. Uh, we're trying to get people back in for collaborative sessions. Uh, I'm in the office three days a week, and there's nothing like, frankly, seeing the energy of people when you're in the office with them. But surprisingly, it's actually the younger generation uh, that has been so accustomed to uh, interfacing with companies uh, through a video screen. And, uh, you know, that has to change. And again, I heard both of you, uh, you know, before I came on, talk about how the government also really needs to talk about, you know, things are relatively back to normal. Uh, science has won in terms of the vaccines and the medicines that exist. Uh, but we're all struggling a little bit with how do you 
provide not just one time, but constant reinforcement about why it's better to be in the office, whether it's for culture or frankly for people's career. Because if you're not in the room, so to speak, when it happens, I don't know how you get the mentorship and I don't know how you continue to grow people's careers. Could not agree more. Now, I hate to be mundane again just because the stock is down, though. Uh, Keith Weiss asked a good question in the conference call, which is talking about how uh, you're not giving full-year guidance. Can you reiterate on the show the full-year guidance that you gave uh, three months ago? Because I just want to be sure that people understand they're selling the stock perhaps for no reason whatsoever. Jim, what we said was it's early in the quarter. It's early in the year. And so we certainly gave them color as it relates to what's happening in the business. We talked about the acceleration that we expect to see. And again, as I mentioned, you have to look at the seasonal cadence and the rhythm of the numbers as it relates to what happened in the quarter a year ago, uh, where we saw the reemergence of the small and medium business. And so, you know, we're not in the process of constantly updating our annual targets. And so we said we're not doing that. But I think we gave a lot of color as it relates to the fundamental strength of the business, the new initiatives. We talked a bunch of the new initiatives in terms of what's happening as you relates to accelerating document productivity and what's happening with signatures and the integration with an acrobat, as I said, well north of 25% year over year growth and the strength associated with that. The new initiatives, the 3D uh, work that we're doing as it relates to enabling brands as well as people to get ready for the metaverse. Of what's happening as it relates to Creative mm-hmm. Cloud Express, a new offering right. which I think for top of the funnel allows millions of new people to come into uh, the franchise and just the fundamental strength of the you know document cloud as well as Creative Cloud uh, because even our Q1 results uh, were ahead of the targets that we did. So uh, I know there's some questions associated with that, but we're not in the business of trying to update it every quarter. Our job is to give... Uh, all the information that we have in these uncertain environments and continue to execute, which I believe we are. Well, I agree with you. The stock down 25% seems pretty extreme. Shantan Ryan, it is so great that you come on. You never duck us. You always come on. And I agree with you. I mean, it was, it was, good, it was a good quarter. Shantan, thank you so much for coming on to Squawk on the Street. Thanks for having me, uh, Jim and Carl. Okay, Jonathan Ryan, chairman and CEO of a very good company whose stock is, you could say, is now 31 times earnings. Maybe that's too high, but I get it. I get it. How about tonight? Okay, we've got a couple of, I've been following some companies, newer companies, to try to get a positive story going. I got Holly, which is a very interesting swag company for uh, auto. And then F45, Adam Gilchrist. Yes, people feel that that's a very good workout, but let's find out if the stock's a very good stock. I still remember when we had them on the floor yes, with Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. and a lot of people confused me with Mark, and I had to straighten them out. <laughs> Same people who don't like me on GME. They, they thought that I was like Mark. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. What a show. It was Covered a lot of ground. We, we no, dropped We should word. be weaker ahead of a NATO meeting. Come on. We'll see you tonight. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.